The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this audio expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. For the purposes of feature, which is Heritage, Heritage Month commemorations and preservation of language, remember we had undertaken to focus on language as our heritage choice. Um, well, we decided to focus on Sipaidi for tonight. Joining us to help us understand some aspect of Sipaidi is Bishop M.T. Makobe, an independent international researcher in humanities and social sciences. Bishop M.T. Makobe, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. And let me be clear again, as far as I'm concerned, um, can I just confirm that Bishop is not uh, an honorific, but it is your name? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, but we, we're not speaking to a clergyman. We are speaking to an academic. Correct. Excellently. All right. Thank you very much, sir. So let's let's talk about speed. First and foremost, um, my producer wanted us to be clear. Oh, is 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 it Sibedi or is it Northern Sotho? Um, I should think that one has been cleared up. Uh, in terms of uh, the procedures followed in the, in Parliament by all the concerned uh, houses emanating from the communities that the language is not in situ which where, or whereby Sibedi happened to be one of the dialects. Like many dialects there, we have Silovedu, we have Sihanana, there are many, okay. and Siberi happened to be one of the dialects. Okay. okay. But fortunately, it was the one which was first written. Okay. Then cool. this means that Siberi, uh, the name, is, as I'm saying, as stipulated and cleared not long in the parliamentary documents that is uh, nothing suitable. But for the sake of uh, commonality and uh, uh, not trying to disrupt the status quo, uh, they use, or we happen to use, daily nothing suitable interchange interchangeably. Okay. Even though Sibedi or Bedi is with reference to a dialect, correct? Yes, they, I mean, I should think during that time when they were doing the white paper, uh, it was the time, I'm sure, it's a long debate, which is well documented, and uh, uh, which for me, or from my side, as an 
as a researcher, more especially in languages internationally, uh, it caused, in fact, frictions amongst the North and Central language groups. Yeah. And as such, that is why it was a debate back in Parliament, whereby it was settled to say that uh, it might be used interchangeably, Nathan Sutu or Sebedi, but uh, for, from now, I should think, things uh, around nine, before even the 1960s, everybody who wrote his metric, his certificate is not written Sebedi, it's written Nathan Sutu. Okay. Except the one these days. That's what I'm saying. It's a debate which is, uh, uh, which for me, it was not welcoming because it is it arouses uh, conflicts. And then is for me, it's an, a soft power instrument which is not meant to unite the Northern Sutu people. Okay. All right. Let, let's talk about the, the, the origins of the language. First and foremost, it is suggested that it is a Bantu language which originates in the Congo Basin of the Niger-Congo family, language family. Would that be correct? Uh, those are some of the uh, uh, historians, um, some who came up with some of the hypotheses okay. and theories uh, to claim that. But there are some later studies uh, which uh, do not really uh, go with that to say that uh, all of us who are coming from uh, the middle of Africa. Yeah. And uh, uh, new research, I'm sure, has shown that uh, we are not just emanating from there. Uh, others are showing that we are emanating from more especially around uh, the north, far northwest, which is Northern Cape. Yeah. And uh, others, as you, you have heard and we have learned about the cradle of humankind yes. around the Kruger Stop or Maldives Rift area. Yeah. And I mean, in, in, in far north, northwest, I was talking about the Dao, uh, meaning that they are competing uh, theories and uh, uh, which are not yet coming up with the real castle uh, of the matter. It appears from which section are you approaching the very same um, uh, problem or statement. Okay. All right. As far as the Pan-South African Language Board the board is concerned, have they done any work to determine its roots and its origins and perhaps chart a path as to where it came from and where it's going to? Uh, not really, because some of them dependent on the, on the very same uh, pioneers. Mm. And as you can remember, or you may understand, is that uh, some, most of the former researchers in these languages, uh, they come from, it's not from us, uh, the African people, it's from our white counterparts. Yeah. And as such, not many of the black uh, population have really, or researchers, have really gone all out to interrogate what has been written. Yeah. And uh, that is why all the time they are talking about uh, decolonization of the African uh, child, African mind, African curriculum, African content. Yeah. It's because of those. Because uh, we are just still taking things as they are. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Uh, with, without no interrogation, without no bra- break, break, groundbreaking new research. Yes, yes. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, I would like us to talk about um, the, 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 the pattern of development of our languages in Africa, particularly those that claim to have uh, the cradle of humankind or any of the southernmost tip origins. Surely, if the origins are there, um, we should be able to decipher and distinguish between the writing systems and methodology between our ways of writing and the Latin ways of writing and then perhaps even uh, any other way of writing that may have come from that uh, school of thought. But we'll do that when we come back shortly. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back. You're still listening to The Headspace. We're together until midnight, but right now we're still in conversation with our guests, giving us some perspective on the language we generally call or refer to as Sibedi, but he has clarified it and is teaching us tonight that it is not actually Sibedi. It is Northern Sutu, and Sibedi is merely a dialect that comes from or flows from Northern Sutu. Our guest is Bishop M.T. Makobe, an independent international researcher in humanities and social sciences. He's talking to us now, educating us about this language. Remember, this is what we're doing, trying to learn more, just a little bit more about these languages and what we can do to preserve them. So, uh, Dr. Makobe, do tell us, if, if, if our origins have been disassociated with much of the migratory patterns that have been flowing from the north, then effectively we should not be associated even with the way of writing that comes from the north or the west for that matter. It should be said that perhaps if we have our origins in the southernmost tip of Africa, we should have our own indigenous ways of writing. Shouldn't that be so? Uh, If you, you may remember or recall that civilization uh, started in Africa. Civilization, Western civilization started in Africa. It started in Egypt. That's why even in the Bible, uh, they say, uh, the, uh, Egypt is mentioned more than, I'm sure, 50 times than any other Western nation. And the other Western nation which might be mentioned, we can talk about Greece. That's why we're having Alexander. That's why all those, most of the people uh, who started writing, they started in Alexandria, in Egypt. Now, uh, as you know, we have Sub-Saharan Africa and also Northern Africa. And meaning that, uh, that being the case, it simply uh, means that uh, we have, as things are really now, we have the Arabs occupying the north, most of them, and also uh, the other Africans. Uh, 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 we are different in languages. We are different, most especially also in religion. We are different even in the way of life, but we are all belonging to the same continent. Yeah. Uh, going back to the question of language and writing, because you can't write without using language, most Correct. especially before. Correct. Uh, this means that... Uh, 
that very same civilization in development when it started in uh, in Egypt. And uh, uh, we, 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 we go down and talk about uh, Ethiopia, whereby most also of the civilization along the Nile River, because that is why most of the time uh, civilization, that is uh, trade, uh, was taking place. And the Nile River was taken as, as the road yeah. uh, for everything. Now, uh, we have what is called uh, Ubandu. Uh, I mean, that is the way it was referred to. As I earlier said, is by it was uh, coined by the by the Arabians to say a uh, whereby uh, all the language or the Bandu language as would like you find emanated from. Yeah, and that is why we are having uh, languages which more especially migrated. If you look into the whole of the uh, let us talk about South Southern uh, Southern Africa or South Africa. Let us start with South Africa. We talk about uh, our languages. We have the Nguni language groups and the Soto language group, apart from English and Afrikaans. And then we are going to have Zenda, uh, which uh, is in a way standalone, which is having its own relatives yeah. in uh, in uh, most most of them in Zimbabwe. And if you talk about Zulu, you're going to have to find its relatives uh, in from Zambia, some yeah. in Tanzania. And also Zambia. And uh, Z- if you Zimbabwe. talk about also Tosa, you find that, as I learned, that there were more than, I'm sure, 6,000 6, Tosa-speaking people in Zimbabwe. Correct, correct. And, uh, uh, and, and, and also now you're going to come out to, to, to find that when coming to Isi Tonga, at times uh, it was referred to as Tonga Shangan, yeah. Tonga language, yeah. because there are two languages combined. Yeah. Coming from Mozambique, yes. we find that they are, uh, most of them they are also in the north. Yes. And then uh, you are going to come up with a Soto language group, which is in Lesotho, uh, Free State, Limpopo and Botswana. Yeah. And, and, and of course, Northwest and some of the Northern Cape. Then up there, you are going to have, when you get out of now, real Southern Africa, we go up, you are going to find the very same Zulu or the Tosa language groups. Yeah. Uh, not Tosa, sorry, uh, Nguni language groups, which are five in number. They are, first, I'm going to start with the smallest one, Shangar. Uh, in the valley, or is in the valley, yeah. And it's a Swadi, it's Tosa, and it's a Zulu, yeah. There are five, there are not four. Many people at times classify Shang, uh, Tonga or Shangan as not a Nguni language group. No, yeah. it's part of the Nguni language group. And as I said, the very same vendor uh, language group is having its relations in Israel up there. Okay. That's why they, they, they always refer to 
that there are people who are called the black Israelites. Yes. That's why you have the same name of Netanyahu. Yes. There's so many Netanyahu's in, in, in Venda. Yeah, all right. Just, please. That is their relation there. I'm just trying to trace the everything and cut them down. I understand. Just, just from uh, Southern Africa. Now when coming to Swahili. Please, please, Swahili, ho- please uh, so hold on, sorry. sir. Please hold the thought. I want to take one call so that you can respond to that before we run out of time. We do have Homoto holding there who's waiting to ask a question in Hamanskral. Good evening, Homoto. Um, hello, I would just like to congratulate uh, Professor on the interview and say thank you very much for promoting our language. And I learned so much from listening to him and the background of where um, some of our languages come from. And it shows that it's very important that we know this language so that we can teach our children these languages and we hold our language high just like we do any other languages or such as English and other languages. So thank you so much, Professor. All right. Thank you very much, Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, You you can continue, uh, Professor. Okay, fine. Thank you. I was still saying now we come to East, uh, I mean, East Sahel, which is uh, the most common uh, spoken language in um, uh, Eastern Africa. And, uh, of course, because... Also, it was first uh, written before other languages, and then uh, so uh, documented that they so agreed that they have to have that one. Not to say there are not many other languages. No, they are there. The only maybe uh, question is here that in South Africa, our constitution allows us to have all languages uh, at the time uh, to be official. Okay. And as such, that is why now uh, I'm just trying to uh, sound very uh, uh, very intellectual here, even if I'm not an intellectual. Uh, to say that, uh, like now when we're talking about African languages being developed, they are not, uh, and they now many only come to introduce Chinese, yeah. saying that we are going to study Chinese in African schools. Mandarin. We are asking our, our, ourselves questions. Uh, we are going to study Swahili. We are asking ourselves questions uh, to say, why? Because all the time they say there is no money to develop our languages. All the time they talk about budget. Who is going to really uh, sponsor or pay for all these languages which are going to be taught if we are unable to pay for our own language to develop our own languages right. but we are busy going all outside the country uh, trying to look for for other languages to develop whereas our countries are we trying to recognize re- recognize ourselves again I hear you. I hear you. Professor, we need to end our conversation on that note. Thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. It's, it's, it's a long conversation. We've had so many of those, and I'm glad that you're raising such things as well as an academic. Thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, uh, I thank you for having me. The right, that's Bishop M.T. McGorby, uh, Independent International Researcher in Humanities and Social Sciences.